this edition of the Redbird Report, yes, I am Cade Heather, sports editor here at the Vidette, and alongside me, I am joined by my co-host, my good friend and co-sports editor, Jonathan Barless. Cade, how are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm, uh, you know what? I'm a little upset. A little, yeah. A little down with the It's dumps. Monday. It's it's a Monday today. Monday. Cubs are playing today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. A little. Everyone's just a little nervous. Yeah, it's a big, big game. games today. Game one sixty three two in the MLB in the same day. I mean, that's that's crazy. You haven't seen that yeah. in a long time. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. As much as we would love to talk about the Cubs, we are going to be talking some ISU football as we do every single Monday. So, Cade, what is our first thing we have on the slate here today? All right. Well, I mean, obviously the Redbirds. I mean, they were three and zero headed down to their first Missouri Valley football conference game at mm-hmm. Missouri State, and what a game that was. Absolutely. Ended in the final seconds. Um, you know, uh, ISU, you know, they took their first loss, and they took their first loss, and Missouri State took their first uh, conference win. Mm-hmm. And why don't you, I mean, you were covering yeah, the game. Yeah, so I mean, we can kind of just jump can, into it here. Let's I just kind of recap some of what happened. I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, ISU, uh, it was they only, come in, yeah. and they have, you know, number 10 ranked offense in the FCS. So everyone's thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, a quick game for ISU. They've been putting up 45, 50 points almost every single week. Week in and week yeah. out leading up to this game. And Missouri State, they've been a little unimpressive. They've been very average. They've only had maybe 28.25 points on average per game leading mm-hmm. up to last week. But, uh, you know, it's kind of it was it's kind of interesting to see how Illinois State went into this game. I felt like they started off a little flat. Everyone kind of, you know, they weren't on their toes. They weren't prepared as much as they were the last three weeks. I'm not saying they weren't prepared, but it just seemed as though they came off slower than usual. And especially, you know, we could talk about Missouri State's defense first, actually. They looked very, very good containing, you know, a number, a, a top 10 offense yeah. in the FCS. And I didn't expect this. I was watching the game, and I thought, you know, Brady and the boys were going to come out, and they were going to do their thing like they've been doing the past three weeks. But they held them. Yeah. They, they held them. At, they held them for every yard, every I single mean, play. And they only was... had 73 total yards at the end of the first half. Yeah. And that's very unlike ISU to do <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, it was the first, the first time it was the first time ISU went scoreless in the first half. They they were down ten nothing at halftime and I mean, I'm watching the game, and I think something's up here with the offense. You know, I mean, they they could get nothing going, mm-hmm. but the key, I, I mean, as we've as we've been talking about, I mean, as we've been talking about all season, the key to ISU's success has been the offensive line. I think that was the key to, to Saturday's loss was the offensive line didn't really show up. They they came off, they started off left-footed as well along with the rest of the offense. You know, they didn't give Brady enough time in the pocket. He was moving yeah. around a lot. He had to jump up in the line, almost to the line of scrimmage almost. He actually had a penalty for throwing it over the line of scrimmage, so he had the illegal forward pass during the game as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough to see this good of an offensive line have, you know, such a mediocre game and such. You know, they figured it out in the second half a little bit. You know, ISU did – Brady Davis, uh, he did have – he had five completions for 12 attempts at 37 yards at the end of the first half. For Brady Davis this season, that is very, very unlike him, as well as James Robinson and Markell. They combined for 36 total rushing yards at halftime. So we can go back to the Missouri yeah. State defense again. But, you know, along with the offensive line, you know, they figured it out in the second half. But it's very unlike them from what we've seen so far this season to start off as slow as they did. And, you know, like I said before, they didn't give Brady enough time in the pocket. He was moving yeah. around a lot. He was hurried. He was rushed. And Missouri State just kept pressuring from every single angle. And, you know, I think a key for this offense to be as good as they have been is this offensive line. And we've been saying it all year, like you just said right now. Yeah. They need to provide Davis 
with that little extra cushion, that extra time that they have mm-hmm. been, and they've been mm-hmm. great. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate to see them go down in a way like this, especially in the final seconds of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, like we said, I mean, Brady Davis all year, we've never seen him be rushed in the pocket or being forced to make any throws. I mean, all of his throws have been very calm and everything. You know, he's al- he's always been calm it in the pocket. It was a different story this and, game. And this game was a completely different story. And uh, considering, considering that... I'm kind of surprised that ISU only only lost by three, and that and that it came down to the to a very last second field goal that they ultimately out, was blocked. They came um, out in the second half. Oh yeah, the field goal was blocked. And that but was, I mean, I I'm kind of surprised. I mean, they came out in the second half and turned things around. They got two touchdowns in the third quarter. Brady ended up that was, having three that touchdown to passes. Sh- we're both in the third quarter to Schnell. Both in the third quarter yeah. to Schnell, and then an extra one in the fourth quarter, and then they you know right. they were down with a field goal. You know Brady, and Brady and everyone else. They put a drive together, and they, you know, they had a setup for setting it into overtime. That was an impressive drive there in the in the last minute or so, last seconds of the game. I mean, they they they're only down by a field goal. They had no timeouts, and they they got quickly downfield into field goal range. They run up and spike the ball, and that was it, it. comes it was down to that. There. It was a close field goal as well. And I know, yeah. and I know, Spac was a little beaten up about it as well. I mean, uh, and I quote from my article online: "It's uh, he said this is a rude awakening, a rude wake up call, and this is the Missouri Valley. You have to come and play every Saturday." And you know, uh, also the Missouri Valley Conference is known as the meat grinder of you know the Midwest. I would say uh, any team can win every any week. Uh, it's been proven in the yeah. past. I mean, especially going into Western Illinois. Western Illinois defeated Illinois State last year. So yeah, going that, back I to mean, that's so true. Yeah, I mean, going back to what Spack said, you know, what happened last year is gone. It's in the past, and it doesn't matter. There were some little things that happened during the week that made me a little worried going into this game, but we put ourselves in a real bind. I thought we were going to pull it out in the end, but if we can't get a one-yard score on a run, we don't deserve to win the game. And that's that's another thing as well. I feel like ISU, although they started off a little slower, they didn't execute the little things as well as you know as they did as they have been yeah doing. i mean what was that later in the game was that a fourth down mm-hmm. and, fourth and down. The, yeah fourth down they handed it off to robinson and he tries to bounce it outside and he just he couldn't he just get it around yep. he couldn't get it he couldn't pick up one yard the running game side. especially was really un- like very surprising to me because they weren't as productive as they have been they've had more receiving yards this game than yeah. rushing yards and you know they used it's markel surprising. more in the backfield than they did robinson robinson was going out for more dump passes and screen passes than he can make he actually had you know a 43 yard touchdown on a pass, I mean, short pass from Davis. yeah that was an impressive run there from robinson and that was a short pass but kind of like a run but i mean like you said they he he had a lot of receptions i mean he had six receptions on the day um he still had 13 yeah, he still had 13 carries, but mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, he it it wasn't a typical James Robinson type a, yeah, day. Exactly. He, only, he, he only ran for 56 yards. Usually, I mean, you don't we're see expect, him run. We're expected to see him running He's, over 100 yards a game. Maybe 156, like, yeah. not maybe <laughs> you know, 56, but, but you know, um, that's what happens. It, it's still a like decent, yeah, yeah, still a decent running game. I mean, Markel Smith put up 80 yards. That's impressive for him. I mean, usually he's a little behind Robinson, but I mean. Yeah, it, it, it. I mean, they put up they put up decent numbers, but uh, overall, an uncharacteristic uh, type of day for ISU offense, Absolutely. And especially and, you know, the offensive line. Yeah, especially suffering their first loss of the season. You know, they head into this week with, I would say, a chip on their shoulder, trying to you know take the positives from the negatives. And you know, right. I think I think the team still sees light at the end of the tunnel at the end of the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. So I mean, I could I'll I mean, quote back here again. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of lessons to be learned. He said uh, we can learn a lot of lessons from losing, but we can lose one game and learn all the lessons needed to be learned from losing. 
And, you know, when he said that, I was I, I kind of thought to myself, well, I mean, they might get back on track next week, but, you know, you never know because we could talk about last season, especially we can mm-hmm. basically mirror it from last season. Uh, Spack was asked on uh, WJBC about uh, the Tribulations experience last year and how it's kind of forming to be a historical reference to what's going on now. Time will only tell to see if that's actually going yeah. to happen, but... I'll ask you this, Kate. Where do you think they go from here? Do they continue, you know, like they, do they continue the mold of last year? Do you think they'll fall off and the offensive line will be able to not, you know, come together next week and figure it out? Although it was a close uh, game and maybe we're just making, you know, a little upside right. of prediction, but where do you think the team goes from here? Right. Um, you know, I don't think, honestly, I don't see this team just falling off the map, you know, like the offensive line. I mean, you have one bad game. I don't think they're going to let this one bad game get to them and you know let it snowball from here um i think from what we've seen in the offense this season what from what brady davis can do when he's given the time and the 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 uh, comfort in the pocket um and the running game you know i mean I, i think this offense is is just too explosive to just completely shut down for the rest of the season or not i mean it it's missouri valley you know i mean it like like they say, I mean, any team can win any any week. Exactly. And I believe that. I mean, and we saw that last week. I mean, last year, ISU went down to Missouri State and blew them out. This year, they, they lose. You yeah. know, I mean, last year, you know, every year has it's different kind results. Of a, yeah, the kind of a momentum shift as well. You, you can see they outscored Missouri State in the second half, 21-14. to 14. If they put up, you know, some lopsided numbers in the first half, in the first and second quarter, mm-hmm. it's a different story. It's a different game. But I feel like they came into this game, you know, expecting to do or expecting to roll over and, you know, defeating them as much as they did last year as well. So, you know, that kind of flat footedness, you know, comes into play there again, especially with right. football. Because football football's a momentum game. It's a team game. If all the guys aren't on board, if all the guys take a different mindset, then, you know, it's not going to gel together. And, you know, especially if that happened this week. But, you know, as we look forward to Western Illinois, as we try to, you know, yeah. forbade the loss from our minds this week, as They'll we all would page. love to. Trying to turn and the page uh, as we look for Missouri, or, uh, Western Illinois. Yeah, and the Redbirds are coming back home, so that's that's big. I mean, it's, big it's been a while since they've been at home. They since uh, September eighth exactly against Eastern. Then they had a bye week. Then they went out to Colorado State, mm-hmm. Missouri State. Now they're finally coming back home, hosting Western Illinois, mm-hmm. who is two and two on the season. Um, but once again, if we look back to last year. ISU and Western last season they played here in normal and Western won that game 31 to 14 Um, so the Redbirds are definitely looking for a different outcome this time around and Western Illinois as I said they were two they're two and two this season Uh, they're coming off of a win last week against Youngstown State 45 to 38 win and from that win their quarterback uh, Sean McGuire, yeah, Sean McGuire uh, earned it. Uh, yeah, he earned himself uh, Missouri Valley Conference uh, Offensive Player of the Week, uh, senior senior quarterback there. Um, He's going to be a big key for this Western Illinois offense as well. Yeah, and I mean, we can I, go I, into I, ISU's I would, defense. I definitely think so. Um, all right, let's just get. Yeah, I was going to take taking a look at what he did last week. He went twenty two of thirty four for three hundred and twenty four passing yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was only sacked once, uh, so 
yeah, I mean, this offense is pretty good. Their they're running back put up 134 yards and a touchdown. It's it's another uh, it's another pretty explosive offense. It's going to be a slugfest. It, 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 it might very as well. well. It very well could be. I mean, they put up 31 points last year against ISU. Um, I mean, like you said, they they just put up 30, 45 points last week against uh, Youngstown State. So and that's that's a big win, especially at Valley Contention as well. Youngstown, I mean, they haven't messed around even in the past year, and you know I think they're doing okay now. But you know, regardless of that, right. I think the key to this game, especially moving from Missouri State as well, is yeah. ISU's defense. Uh, I was kind of like we talked about this already, but I was kind of surprised to see how flat footed they came off as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't usually give up twenty four points in a game. They haven't given up more than ten points pretty much all season, essentially. Yeah. And you know, you start Valley play, and this happens. You kind of go down the slopes a little bit. But regardless, you know, Western Illinois puts up around twenty eight points per game on the offense, and you know they they usually let up around thirty one. So I don't know if that average is maybe out to Illinois State coming out in favor of this one, but the thing I'm most worried about is if they can contain Sean McGuire. They need to figure out a way to mm-hmm. give him more pressure, especially at, at the line, especially yeah, you know in the trenches. Absolutely. They need to get him pressured because I felt like uh, Missouri State's quarterback, he had all the time in the world. You know, Peyton Hustling, I think he had a, he had a, a rushing touchdown of his own. I think he threw a touchdown pass as well. Uh, Jason Randall, the running back from Missouri State, he had a couple. Uh, he, had a, he had a score. Um, so it all it's all going to start at the defensive line, especially yeah. there. And you know, that, Zach Matthews, I, I, I think, think he had so. a total ten tackles again yesterday, and he's doing a fantastic so, job. He, he had a career high sixteen tackles against Missouri wow. State. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it really does come down to ISU's defense uh, being able to apply pressure to Sean McGuire and getting getting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, it, like I said, he was only sacked once last week. It seems like he's getting a lot of time being able to look over all of his receivers and uh, finding finding the open the open options. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's going to come down to ISU's defense getting that pressure on him. Uh, you know, guys like Tuvon Clark, Romeo McKnight. McKnight, I mean, he's a... He's nominated this He week. was nominated this week for MVFC newcomer. Uh, he didn't win it, but he was right there, second in the, second in the polls. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, he had seven tackles, two for a loss. He's been he's been making a difference here in the last couple games, uh, getting a lot of tackles uh, on the defensive side. I think, yeah, like you said, it's going to come down to the defense um, up against Western Illinois, especially. And I also think that's a big part of why they lost against Missouri State. The defense came off, and they you know they struggled early on. They are trying to find their footing, and you know that slow start cost them in the end. Uh, it's pretty much a defensive team. Uh, from what we've seen the past few weeks, ISU's defense has you know dominated in every aspect of their game, and that got the offense going in turn of that. Mm-hmm. But they need to come off fast. They need to come off strong right from the get-go in order for ISU to be as dominant as they have been. And it seems like that's how it's been as well. But uh, we can also talk about you know Jake Colby taking a couple snaps against Missouri State as well, and yeah. I thought that issue was put to bed after you know Brady Davis wins you know two consecutive MVC Newcomer of the Weeks, and right. he's putting up these fantastic numbers, and the team is doing very well. But we saw Colby come in uh, for a two minute drill at the end of the first half when ISU was down ten nothing. Uh, so what do you think this means if Colby's still getting his some sort of snaps, especially yeah, in a close game I like mean, that? Yeah, I mean they're only down ten nothing when he when he came in. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you have Brady Davis go in? I mean, yeah, I would think I, with 10? exactly. I, I would think you you throw Brady Davis back out there. I mean, I don't know why exactly Colby comes in at that exact moment. I mean, I'm not. 
I understand that that SPAC wants to get Colby Colby snaps as well because I mean I know like you said week one week two you know they're both starting quarterbacks they've always said that you know I understand saying. yeah I mean I understand why why he wants to see both of them out there but in that specific scenario right there two minute drill put, like end of first half I think you've got to put Brady Davis out there I mean he's he still is your number one like he still is your starting quarterback it's he played all of the game against Colorado State. He played, you know what I mean. You could look at Colby's career. He's still, and you could look at Brady Davis. What he's done so far, I would still go for Brady Davis in that spot. It, yeah, it's just kind yeah, of weird it, to see that. It's interesting. Especially. He might have just been trying to shake things up, maybe uh, matchup wise. You know, maybe Missouri State wasn't. I mean, they, I'm sure they weren't entirely expecting Colby to come running out there. No. in that situation right blazer, there. You know, maybe you know. maybe try and catch him off guard or something, but. <laughs> It didn't seem to have worked. They didn't. They didn't get a score off of it. I think it was uh, your two completions, yeah. fourteen yards in that two-minute drill. Nothing yeah. spectacular. Then, I think it might have been a three and out, if I recall correctly. And then, but and then he didn't. He didn't enter the game again. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised if we see, if we see uh, Colby get some action again next week, depending on the situations. But I, I feel like Colby's just turned into this more of situational <laughs> quarterback yeah. as we were kind yeah. of alluding to he's gonna be you know that older mentor guy and he's gonna come in at a spot where you know he's been in before and maybe that's why he put him or spack put him in there at that time because maybe you know down 10 nothing at the end of the half colby with experience maybe he can get something going but you know this kind of shakes up the idea of brady davis still solidifying himself as a starting quarterback i feel like he's you know in practice he might be still fighting for his job and we don't know that because I mean, we're not inside the lines of practice and even inside the head of Brady or head uh, Spac. Right. But, you know, you don't know what goes on in practice. And, you know, Spac said himself, practice this week wasn't very impressive. Uh, he said there's a lot of little things we need to work on and a lot of lessons to be learned. So we'll see how smart we are and we'll see how we learn from our mistakes going in the next week. Um, so, like I said before, he's still finding the positives and the negatives. But... As far as that situation goes, it's ongoing. I feel like you need to have a starting quarterback week five. You need yeah. to have your guy in week five. We shouldn't see quarterback yeah. changes like that in week four in a tough spot like that when you're down ten nothing in your first Valley game. Yeah, I don't no, think absolutely. I mean, I think I think you're I think you're exactly right. I mean, you can't be having this quarterback controversy in the middle of the season. But I mean, I'm sure Spack will. D- d- deny that there's any controversy whatsoever. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. I mean, as well, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, especially for the receivers' standpoint too. I mean, it's important that they they're comfortable with the same guy out there. Uh, you can the take same Spencer Snell, for example. He's um, had both of them in his career at ISU. Right. But if you look at the rest of the receivers out there, I mean, they're all younger guys, freshmen, sophomore. You know, guys who are getting a, seen way more action this year than they have in the past seasons. And you know, for them, it's definitely important for them to have the same guy out there. You know, getting the same. Uh, reps with this with the same quarterback. Absolutely, you know? especially the guys like Andrew Edgar as well, freshman. He's been yeah, doing very there well. You go. He, him, and Davis have a good rapport right now. Um, but my key thing is, you know, you look at guys like Spencer Snow, who's been producing under both Kobe and Davis. You know, how does he fare at all of this? I mean, he he's looking for a quarterback in his final season, mm-hmm. and still controversy surrounding the starting quarterback if if there is i'm not sure if there there is is. i mean we're kind of just talking about it as is but the (laughs) announcers didn't even know colby was in at all they thought he was brady davis (laughs) and after his you know his three and out drive i'm sure i'm pretty sure it was a three and out drive if i recall correctly they didn't know he was in they had no idea (laughs) number they i was watching the game as well like number 16 wait that's jake colby out there (laughs) so if 
if you still have this, you know, this question mark surrounding who is the starting quarterback of Illinois State going into week five, especially in important Valley games now, because every game matters now. Every game Absolutely. from here on out matters. Yeah. So if if practice is, you know, a little, little lopsided, a little sketchy going into this week, especially with Western yeah, I mean, Illinois, because they're going to be tough. If they're, they're, if they're going to be tough. Yeah. If they're deciding on a starting quarterback in practices this week, I mean, I don't know how that's I don't know how that helps ISU. I don't I don't think they are. I mean I'm 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 almost hundred percent that I, Brady I, I, Davis I mean, I mean Brady, Brady I, Davis is the starting absolutely. quarterback. Absolutely. I mean he but, came out in the second half and he did just as well as we have seen him. We'd love to see that, you know, the whole game. It's just yeah. But he's a young quarterback, he's gonna figure it out, we feel like. Uh but you know, going jumping back to Western Illinois of course, I mean you know, the Letternecks have put up a decent season so far. Uh, like you said earlier, they, mm-hmm. ISU took a loss to them last season, so we can kind of just jump into that and see, you know, a couple key things with Western that they have to focus on. We talked about the defense already, yeah. how they have to pressure Sean McGuire, and they need to come off. They just need to come off right from the get-go and just be strong in every single aspect like they have been. The offense needs to jump out, and if you get Robinson going in the backfield, it's going to cause everything else to catalyze with it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, they need, they definitely need to get that running game going early, uh, and get it to how it's been in in their first two in their first three wins Absolutely. of the season. Uh, and, and again, I mean that that still goes back to the offensive lines uh, providing providing the support and everything for for the running game and the and the rest of the offense. Mm-hmm. Well, we can kind of just yeah do a little prediction right now, uh, Cade. <laughs> as we've done the past couple weeks, we have said our predictions out loud here, and uh, mm-hmm. we are one for one currently. Well, I'm one for one. I think you're zero for two. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. What do you on think here, about yes, Illinois State on here I am. versus Western Illinois this upcoming Saturday at home at I think Hancock that, State? You know, I think this is going to be a good. I think this is going to be a much closer game than last season between these two teams. Uh, considering last year that game was much later in the season, uh, that actually was the first of ISU's three losses in a row at the end of last season. So. I think there's going to be there's a lot more at stake. Uh, if you look at the standings right now, the Missouri Valley Football Conference standings right now, Western Illinois sits fifth. Uh, they're two and two overall, one and zero in conference. They're fifth in the conference, and ISU is right behind them in sixth, zero and one in the conference, and three and one overall. That so that loss is going to be a big thing for the FCS. He's coming out later today too. Yes, yeah, that will be as well. Uh, but yeah, they're. They're right behind Western Illinois. I think there's a lot more at stake for ISU this year. Uh, I, I honestly am. Go- I see the Redbirds winning this game. It's going to be a closer game. If I have to put a score on it, I'll say 32-24-25. Yeah, 30-24. A weird score. I like yeah. that. That's a good one. Um, you know, judging from last season, you know, seeing how Western is playing so far this season under the helm of Sean McGuire, under center. Um, I just, I, I don't know if they come out with this one, especially. Mm-hmm. The momentum is down right now. I mean, from what SPAC has said for last week's practices, they either have to figure it out this week or it's just going to keep going. And momentum's a yeah. big thing, like I talked about earlier. Um, they either have to, you know, turn it around immediately and snap out of it, or they're just going to fall into this rut of, you know, coming off, you know, standoffish and, you know, a little complacent in the pocket, especially with Davis and their offensive line breaking down last week. But, you know, seeing them come back in the second half and figure it out and tighten things up, 
with Missouri State, I felt was a good thing to see going into this week and a good thing to see going into practices. But uh, I am going to take ISU, regardless of my earlier comment, because I feel like Brady can get it done. Uh, I feel like this week of practice is going to be very important. Uh, and I said last week as well, you know, with a big win against Colorado State, that FBS turning point uh, was was huge for them. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they got a little overexcited this week against Missouri State going into Valley, uh, Valley play. So maybe yeah. they, they get they get their bearings, you know, their sea legs are out and grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come off and say you know ISU 31, Western 21, something along those lines. Okay. Uh, I think it's gonna be a 10 point game. It's gonna be close all game, and I feel like ISU will pull it out in the end. Uh, hopefully, no more blocked field goals. That's for sure. I really hope <laughs> that doesn't happen because yeah. uh, I mean that's just unfortunate. You know, it might if we can go back to it. I mean, if it went into overtime, it might have been a different story. It could have been, but, yeah. you know, we'll never know. That was a good play. We'll never know. Uh, but uh, this is pretty much all we have for you guys this time around. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vedette Sports and keep up with the latest on everything Illinois State Sports at VedetteOnline.com. We have a lot of soccer and volleyball this week coming up as well as golf and tennis. Uh, so be sure to keep up to date on that on our website. But this has been the Redbird Report. I'm John, and Cade is over there, my good friend, signing off until next week. Kate, any closing remarks for you as well, my buddy? Mm, I got nothing so far, but, I mean, just enjoy the week and check out our other podcasts and all that. We will be back this Saturday as we attend Western Illinois versus Illinois State at Hancock Stadium. So, signing off, John and Cade. Stay hot, birds. Mm -hmm.